Welcome to the Happy Successful Massage Therapist. I'm Eric DeGeer, business coach, massage therapist, game designer, and your host. This podcast deals with a wide range of interests framed within the five mountains, physical, mental, financial, relational, and spiritual. This month will be focused on the financial mountain, which involves wealth, income, energy, source, and abundance. Enjoy. All right, all right. Welcome to another episode of the Happy Successful Massage Therapist. With me, we have Jennifer Lynn, who's a very good friend, colleague, expert esthetician, master educator, and owner of Citrus and Willow. Recently, Jennifer and I started a group called the Happy Successful Beauty Professional, which is kind of a compliment to the Happy Successful Massage Therapist. She and I are meeting today to talk about what exactly it takes to be a solopreneur, a business owner, and everything in between. Jennifer, take it away. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Hi, Eric. Thank you so much for having me on. I am excited to be here today. My name is Jennifer, and I am owner of Citrus and Willow Skincare and Citrus and Willow Advanced Aesthetics Courses. I go by Jennifer Lynn, and I focus on advanced education and our focus in my practice is anti-aging acne and oncology aesthetics and I also teach at the school here as an aesthetics instructor how did you get into aesthetics well to be honest I've always loved skincare and makeup it's just been a passion of mine but honestly when we were younger my mom was very adamant about wearing masks and making sure you kept your skin clean and she always used a cold cream so I had loved it ever since then so that's really where I wanted to go right out of high school but at the time I didn't know very much about aesthetics but I wanted to do more targeted aesthetics more medical if you will and at the time I didn't know that was possible so when I found that out I switched careers and that's how I became an esthetician. Okay. And Jennifer came into my studio for a massage to start off with, but we ended up hitting it off really well and started working together on different projects. I coached her for a bit on running her business. You know, we worked on different project ideas, a yoga massage combination. The fields of aesthetics and a massage are very similar. I mean, we both have clientele, we have appointments, we have different skills. Most estheticians use some form of table. And they even do some massage in their services. Isn't that correct? Yes, we do do some uh, shoulder, neck, hand and arm massage. And we do a lot of facial massage. Obviously, I'm a big believer in facial massage. I do believe that it truly brings blood flow to the top of the skin, which is very youthful and refreshing for the skin, induces collagen production. So massage is really important. And I myself have had several surgeries and after having several surgeries, literally I realized the importance of massage. So it made me have a renewed love for massage itself. So in the aesthetics treatment room, I really like to incorporate massage because it should be relaxing. And why is that important? Why for people get massages, they know why they get massages to feel better. What's the importance of getting a facial or getting some sort of aesthetics treatment? 
the importance of getting an aesthetics treatment is, well, I specialize in acne and as an aging woman myself, I literally love learning about anti-aging. There's so much information out there, but anybody who is seriously wanting to keep fresh, youthful and aging gracefully will want to get facials. It's relaxing just as much as it is taking care of their skin, like I mentioned before. But mostly acne clients as is another example. But people who want to get aesthetics treatments really are just people who care about their skin. And it really is important to take care of your skin. It's your largest organ. Yeah, definitely. As massage therapists, we know how important it is taking care of the skin. And for the face, it's just a different type of skin altogether. And we, as massage therapists, don't work a whole lot with the face just because it's not always within our scope of practice. But it is interesting to see those overlapping areas with aesthetics and with massage. Well, absolutely. It is important to learn the muscular system of the body to understand massage and how it works. Even lymphatic massage, we can do that in our practice. I'm certified in cupping for the face and that does move a lot of lymph through the system. So it's important to understand those things. So massage and aesthetics do go hand in hand. Okay, cool. Jennifer and I were talking before this podcast and we talked about what we were going to discuss. And one of the things that we were chatting about was three pieces of advice that Jennifer would have for anybody recently graduating, whether it's from esthetician school or from massage school, just any trade school in general. So what were those I definitely believe that having a mentor is really important. Right out of aesthetic school, I personally got a job working for a dermatologist. It literally changed my world in aesthetics. I learned so much. Um, And if you don't have the opportunity to work for a dermatologist or you just want to do day spa or say you decide to do makeup straight out of aesthetic school and have nothing to do with the aesthetics part of it, you really do need to find a mentor and grow your knowledge. And that takes me into my second piece, which is definitely advanced education. Learning more in your field makes you so much better in the aesthetics room, in the treatment room, helps you change the client skin, learning all that. You learn the basics in aesthetic school. So having that mentor and that advanced education piece is so important for advancing your career in aesthetics. And that's honestly how you will keep your aesthetics career alive and keep it going and keeping up to date with all the new trends that are going around. And the third piece of information would be finding a niche. And I believe finding a niche helps you to grow your practice as well. People will know you for something. I personally have three that I'm passionate about. I love working with acne. I love anti-aging because I'm aging myself and all my friends are aging. I love helping other people. I'm so passionate about that. And oncology aesthetics is another branch, but you could just specialize in one thing. Maybe you just want to do acne or becoming the best person with a microcurrent that people know in your area. There's just certain types of niches that you can choose to go in, just like you can go from facials to makeup to lash extensions. 
as you branch out, find what you love. And the more you specialize in it, the more you love it, the more successful you'll be. Yeah, for sure. I think that we should take a deeper dive into each of these three because each of them is a, you know, maybe an episode in itself. Three pieces is just so important for that beginning therapist. I mean, you're fresh out of school, you hop out brand new, looking around wide eyed and ready to take on the world with your new career. And totally. having a mentor, the first one is is just so important. People who know me and who've worked with me before know that I'm a huge believer in it, not just because I myself am a coach. I mean, I have my own coaches that I work with, my own mentors. And there's just something really valuable about when you work for yourself. Because think about this, when you work for yourself, you don't have anybody else. You don't have colleagues, right. usually. you don't have employees normally for the, you know, for the average therapist, you don't have a boss, you know, more importantly, you don't have somebody you can go to. And a lot of people miss that and need that for accountability, for one, for guidance, for another, and just to have somebody to bounce ideas off of. Because oftentimes we have so many ideas running through our heads that we don't know which ones are good and which ones aren't. The way I explain it to other people when we're talking about if they want to work with me, as a mentor-mentee relationship, I tell them, you have all the ingredients for what you need. You have all the ideas. You have all ingredients. All I'm doing is providing a recipe. All I'm doing is showing you the way that works and the way that you can use what you have to take you to success. Mentor, a business coach, any of those above would be a great way to start because you do just get the basics, like I mentioned before, and having someone help you grow in something that you're learning is the best way to become a magnificent practitioner. And it helps having somebody who's got the insider knowledge, you know, somebody who's been, if not a massage therapist or esthetician, at least in the trades. Like it's not that hard for me to mentor someone who's an esthetician or someone who's, let's say, a barber or something, because the jobs themselves are very similar in the basics, you know, getting clients, making appointments, retention, reviews, recommendations, referrals. These are all things that are pretty inherent to our industries. It really is. It's how we keep our businesses afloat. And if you aren't working for yourself, you're working for someone who is out there trying to do the hustle and referrals and uh, get that advanced or newest technology in their spa or treatment room. So it is a lot of work, a lot of hustle and having a mentor who is knowledgeable in those types of things is good to start out with because you need to also understand the business side of things as well if you're planning on becoming your own solo practitioner. One of the biggest things I think that is of value to me when looking for a coach is the time saving. You know, I can go through the same toils and trials. You know, somebody who's freshly graduated can get to where I am being successful in my business. It's just going to take time. Being able to add basically my years of experience onto a fresh graduate and tell them immediately what's going to work and what's going to not is going to save so much time and honestly, so much money. Absolutely. I myself have learned the hard way. And that is why I would say mentor would probably be my number one. But it is hard to backstep a lot of times by learning and failing. And yes, that is the way to be successful. But Sometimes it's nice to have someone who's already made that mistake and literally coach you or help you to avoid it. 
in a practice. Yeah. For any estheticians who are listening to this episode or massage therapy, you don't have to just do one-on-one coaching with a mentor. There's options as far as group coaching. That's something if you're on a budget. I know that's something that I've started up as the Massage Success Club, which allows people to get some of the coaching at a discount because they're working on a month-to-month basis in a group but you're still getting some of that same valuable information to build your business. And for Jennifer and I, that's something we're looking at doing is creating the beauty success club. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's definitely on our plans for the future. If you're interested in either of those, just listen for the contact info at the end. I did want to talk about the second point that you said, you know, furthering your education. This is your second piece of advice. Yeah. So Advanced education is key to keeping up to date with the new technology and the new practices out there. And you want to keep your business fresh. Otherwise, it becomes stagnant. And again, you're only learning the basics of aesthetics. And when you graduate, once you get that mentor piece, you also still need to continue your education to help you go into these new careers or learn more about certain practices that you're deciding to niche in, which is my third, but it's so important to have advanced education to keep your practice up to date, to keep you up to date with the knowledge. Certain things change over time. For example, microneedling, some microneedling pins are FDA cleared, some are not. So it's important to have those pieces of education in conjunction with your mentor. 100%. And I think that you can move forward in that education very rapidly to find what works for you. You can educate yourself on a couple different things and then kind of dig down deeper into one that really resonates. For me, it was finding Thai massage and finding the stretching and everything. I really enjoyed that. I found that that combination with deep tissue worked really well. And that's what I specialize in. And even have taught my customized blend to my therapists. So it's not difficult to continue learning, but it's kind of easy to do, easy not to do. A lot of people won't continue because they get stuck or they settle and they just do the minimum effort necessary. So you're probably listening to this podcast because you're wanting to improve and you're wanting to learn more. So this is part of the education is listening to information like this. Yes, absolutely. And honestly, I continue my education regularly, whether it's listening to podcasts or reading, subscribing to a magazine in your industry and sitting down and reading that. I'm constantly learning new things. I recently was listening to a podcast. They were talking about the benefits of toners and how it should be in everyone's skincare routine where my previous knowledge had been there's no need for toners because all cleansers are pH balanced. So all those pieces of information all come together and without advanced knowledge, without you digging deep into your industry and finding different pieces of knowledge to add to your practice, then you're not really growing as a esthetician and you're not really growing as a practitioner in the field either. So you offer courses for estheticians. Like you offer, you're an advanced educator. I am. Yeah. What does that look like? How do people get a hold of that? And what exactly does that entail? So I teach dermaplaning, which is a super popular 
advanced exfoliation technique that removes dead skin and the fine vellus hair. I also teach microneedling as well. And I teach a combo course of the two together, which are my most popular. I'm also certified in microblading. I love to teach that course as well, as that is a little side passion of mine that I do for oncology patients who don't get their brows back after chemotherapy. A lot of times eyebrow hair doesn't grow back and especially in the older clientele. So eyebrows make the face. And so I took an advanced course on that and I love to take a client here and there to do that. But I teach that piece so that people can add that onto their practice as well. Very cool. Is that something you offer online or is that in person? Yeah. That's something I'm actually working on. I am hoping I'm in currently working with my editor of my YouTube channel. Check it out. Citrus and Malou. I'm working right now on getting a film to go up so that I can offer it online. You can, and we're going to, you know, work with Zoom so that I'm able to teach the classes through Zoom. It would have to be some of them. They would have to be with the model at the same time. I'm with the model, so it's scheduled. So it is in the works right now to be online, but right now I do in-person. I do private or group classes and I don't take more than six, just like I'm a boutique skincare clinic. I don't like having more than six at a time in one session because I can't really focus on them. So whereas when you go online, you can have a lot more students. <laughs> okay. And so for the third piece of advice that you'd give to fresh mm -hmm. graduates, finding your niche and what exactly does that mean? And how does one find that? Well, it's really about your passion. You came to aesthetic school for a reason and whether it's makeup or whether it's you've had acne or whether you are an aging client who recently got into skincare, whatever reason brought you to aesthetic school is going to give you a little bit of a clue what your niche is, but that might change as well as you get into it. I started with lash extensions, for example, and now I don't do lash extensions at all. It's something that I don't enjoy doing. And there's so many more practitioners out there that are so much better than I am. And the niche is important because you can't be excellent at everything. You mm -hmm. have to focus on one thing and then grow around that. And it's what will make you the most successful because you're passionate about that one thing or those couple of things that you enjoy doing on a daily basis. Yeah, I agree. You're becoming more of a specialist, digging down deep instead of spreading yourself a mile wide and an inch deep. You're going a mile deep, an inch wide. And it is healthy to explore, like when you're looking and educating yourself to explore kind of that inch deep, mile wide and see what else is out there. Like if you're an esthetician, go and learn some massage things. If you're a massage therapist, go and learn how to do a facial. Learn about the different ingredients and stuff. It'll only expand your practice and on your repertoire. It really will. And again, you know, when you're first coming out of aesthetic school, you're not going to be able to exactly find a niche right away and start working with that. You really do need to try different things and do the whole basics of aesthetics. And as you grow, you'll grow into that niche or that particular field that you like the best. Yep. You'll find yourself drawn to it. And even if it's something that builds your business where aesthetics becomes a side thing, when you find your niche, when you find something that interests you, that's when you dig down deep into it. 
and you really push push into that curiosity and push into that that passion that you have for it because that's what will keep your interest alive and i've been doing massage since 2010 now and you've been an esthetician for a pretty long time as well mm-hmm. and it's keeping that interest sparked keeping that that passion alive like for me it's continually learning new things and i love seeing the new industry trends and everything that's come up but pushing into the niche is where the profit lies absolutely it really is because then you become an expert at one two or three things rather than spreading yourself thin some people do like to do everything and if that's your passion too great but i Mm -hmm. can just see burnout happening in the future do you not agree yeah i agree and i think that you can even explore something called skill stacking and that's where instead of trying to be the top one percent let's say in aesthetics or top 1% in massage, let's say you uh, pursue three different top skills and you try to be the top 10% in each of them or some sort of combination, especially if they're varied interests. Like you can take my stuff, for example, being the top 10% of massage therapists, getting up there in skill and then adding on to that top 10% of business coaches and then top 10% of podcasters. Like those three combinations make a really unique niche that the digging down deep and trying to be just a 1% in any of those would be really hard. The ability to even be in the top 20% of each of those would make a really unique combination of skills and interests that no one else can beat as well or Mm -hmm. can compete with. Like you're not even competing at that point because there's no competition. You've just created your own unique field to play ball in. Absolutely. And I agree. And that's honestly constantly here, you know, you love what you do, you never work a day in your life. And that is my fiance's motto. And I just roll with that. And I do believe that once you find that happiness, then you will create success in your life as well. I agree. If I was going to add a fourth piece of advice on, I would say community is really important. So seeking out a community of people within your industry, especially right out of the gate, it's invaluable. It's invaluable because there's so many benefits that you get from community. I mean, you get some of the other ones, like as a combo, you can maybe find mentors in the community. You can educate yourself, like people will let you know what the next big thing is. And you'll be able to find other people and see what they're doing and maybe find a niche that you weren't expecting. Absolutely. I do believe that having a community is so important. You can ask your questions. If things come up, show pictures and other estheticians get on there that have been in the field a lot longer than you sometimes and can give you information. Business questions like on our Facebook group, we're kind of combining business with education together and having those business pieces are important if you're a solo practitioner or if you're trying to become your own practitioner, it's important to have that community behind you and say, okay, well, I've done this before, so try this. And Mm -hmm. it's great. It's a great piece. Plus you can learn even about new product lines. I mean, there's just a vast amount of information that you can get from these communities all over the world, really. I recently had someone ask me a question on my YouTube channel from Florida, which I thought was really cool that someone who's an esthetician from Idaho to Florida is listening to or watching my YouTube channel. And it's great. It's so great having a community of helpful people with information. Yeah. You know what we exactly mean by community. There's quite a different 
number of ways that you can tap into your community, whether it's joining something local, some local meetup group of massage therapists or estheticians, whether it's connecting with people from your school or more of a modern approach, joining a Facebook group. And really, Facebook has become this powerful way to connect with people, like Jennifer said, from around the world, you know, connecting the pieces and being able to take advantage of this curated knowledge and mentorship that can be offered in groups. And that's why Jennifer and I started our own group, very much like the Happy Successful Massage Therapist group that I currently run. We wanted to create the Happy Successful Beauty Professional for estheticians, for nail techs, lash technicians, cosmetologists, just the whole array of beauty professionals who want to educate themselves, find that positive mentorship, find their niche, whether they're just started, whether they're a veteran in there, and come on and engage in a community where they can also share their opinions and share their successes. More importantly, I think that's really important. Yeah, absolutely. It's so great to hear people from all over in our industry that have these different success stories or have questions that I never even thought about. I love reading into those and maybe even sometimes I like to answer some of them. (laughs) Okay. Hopping trains a little bit. We're going to go over to another question that I wanted to dig down into for this podcast. Jennifer, what exactly does it take to be a good solopreneur or entrepreneur in this industry? I'd say perseverance in this industry, if you're going to be a solopreneur, is important. The other thing is, again, as we mentioned before, just advancing your education, learning more about the industry, whether it's on the business side or on the educational side, will help you continue to have a successful practice. It just will help you grow. And again, having that community also for people who have already made a mistake or two before that can possibly help you out or there to ask questions if you need to. So I think definitely that those are the most important. All right. Very cool. And what does it take to be a good business owner? I know you recently brought on a new apprentice, somebody to work under you. And that's something I've explored this year as well, was having some therapists working for me. What is the difference between that from going from solopreneur working on your own to having people under you? I would say as a business owner, it's a lot more taking on someone underneath you. You are taking on the responsibility of another employee. You're trying to get their books full. And even if they're 1099 commissioned, you still have them in your practice. So now you're trying to train them like you. Now you're trying to help them grow as well as you. So you're taking someone along with you. So it's a lot more work on the back end as well as in the treatment room, because now you're training someone else as well. Yeah. I think that's really important to consider is that, you know, it's not just fun and games when somebody is working for you, you know, now you've taken on, put on a new hat besides the solopreneur hat. And when you find somebody great, it's great. When you find someone who sucks, it's not that great. True. And and there's so many different ways to go in this industry. I mean, you could just rent a room or you could try to open up your own spa. Either way, all those pieces that we spoke about before all play a huge role in creating a successful business. 
having yourself a mentor, which again, I'm going to go back into is so important to help you not make those mistakes as a solo business or a solo entrepreneur. It can really be helpful to prevent any big mistakes. I mean, honestly, having that backup and having someone there to help you is amazing. It's so helpful as a business owner. Yeah. Just because you own the business doesn't mean you have to do it on your own. Well, that's definitely a lot of good information for anybody who's starting up. Now we go on to the fun segment of our show where we play 420, the card game. Let's do it. So this game is epic, social and daring. It's uh, the weed party game, though. We're not going to be smoking any illegal substances. We're just playing the game which is truth or dare, question and action type of game. And these are all like stonery questions, super deep, you know, more funny questions. If you want to look for it, you can find it on Amazon Prime. You can find it on our website, Rotato Games. There's a lot of fun making this game and it's a lot of fun to play. So are you ready? Yeah. Okay. Here's the first card. What animal would you choose as your familiar slash spirit animal? Oh, if I had an animal to follow around, I definitely would choose a little cute puppy (laughs) or a small (laughs) kitten (laughs) to follow me around everywhere. Maybe a Bichon Frise. I love those. Or a small little, okay, wait, change that. I'm going to change my spirit animal to a baby panda. That'd be so cute. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) Who's following you around everywhere. Okay. Second question. Do you like your job? I L-O-V-E my job. I absolutely love my job. I love both being in the treatment room and the education piece. I love the combination of the two. And I really love helping other people. You really do give people a renewed sense of self-confidence as they leave your treatment room or practice. And they just feel absolutely glowing. They feel absolutely refreshed. And they took a moment to just lay down, relax, and just breathe. So I just love being able to help people in that way when we live in such a stressful world, having that small little piece of oasis while giving them a little bit of self-confidence and helping them with their skin. It's so rewarding for me as a esthetician and as an educator, because I like sharing my knowledge as well. Nice. I like it. It's important to love your job. If you don't love your job, what are you doing? It's what you're going to be spending most of your time doing during your life. So I understand people who are stuck somewhere, but at least be moving toward a direction that you want. Yeah, absolutely. And a direction that you love. I mean, I was 30 when I became an esthetician. I completely switched my careers. It was a little scary, but it was so worth it now looking back 10 years ago. And I love what I do. It's just my favorite thing to do to go to work and be able to work on someone's skin. It's Mm -hmm. awesome. Great. All right. Would you rather live in a climate that's too cold or too hot? I would say too cold. I would not live in too hot of weather because you can add layers with cold. You can't take away with hot. You can only go so far. (laughs) (laughs) Very true. That one always gets me because I guess maybe it depends on what season I'm in. Because if it's getting colder, I'm like, oh, I could live with too much heat. Like, that'd be fine. I'll just rinse off or something. I don't know. Yeah. Totally. I know. Well, if I was in a hot climate, 
by a beach somewhere, then yeah, yeah. Fine. <laughs> with the beautiful yep. water coming up. Yeah, then definitely. I there guess it would depend. And a mimosa. And a mimosa for sure. Or a glass of wine. I enjoy either one. Okay. All right. Earth, air, fire, or water? I think that I am earth. Definitely earth. I love to walk around barefoot. I love having my feet in the grass. I do like that. But I also like water too. I think I'm a combo because I love, I feel so refreshed with water around. So maybe earth and water. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Combination. Citrus and willow, earth and citrus and willow, the two combinations. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Which citrus and willow, most people do not know, is a play on words. Citrus being, you know, vitamin C, anti aging, and willow being willow bark, which is salicylic acid for acne. Hmm. And those are the two things I specialize in. Okay. Nice. Little Easter egg there. Yeah. Yeah. A little bit of knowledge. Yep. All right, last question. Would you rather wear a push-up bra or stiletto heels every day? Definitely stiletto heels. <laughs> I just love walking around in heels. I think it makes you look so classy. But if my feet were hurting, then I would definitely take the bra. I think either way, you're going to have pain with one or the other. So which one's going to be the least pain? You can have a little bit of looking good with the heels even without a push-up bra (laughs) cool well that's the end of our segment do you want to tell people how they can get a hold of you or join our group yes first and foremost i would love for you guys to join the group there is a lot of valuable information on there about education for aesthetics as well as business stuff whether you're an esthetician or a cosmetologist the other place you can find me is citrus and willow i have a youtube channel instagram and facebook and you can also find me by jennifer lynn on facebook as well yep and again our group is the happy successful beauty professional so you can just look for that on facebook probably come up yes yes it's gonna be fun we've got a lot of exciting things planned yes it will be so much fun and anybody wants to reach out for mentoring or for just have questions in general about aesthetics or massage just feel free to hit us up yeah definitely hit us up we love hearing from you guys we love hearing what you guys want to learn about next and especially on my youtube channel i'm always looking for questions and comments just to help other estheticians because i'm a true believer when the tide rises all the boats float so we should be there to help each other out and that's what we're here for with our facebook group and uh, we'll be excited to have you guys follow us. Yeah, for sure. But until next time, we'll see y'all later. Bye. You have been listening to the Happy Successful Massage Therapist podcast with Eric DeGear. If you would like to join our free group, you can find us on Facebook at the Happy Successful Massage Therapist. If you would like to reach out for one-on-one coaching or to join our Massage Success Club, You can find us at thegear.biz or massagesuccess.club, where you can fill out an application. As always, see you on the flip side.